Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. If Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. Uh, let's just get some damn housekeeping out of the way. Uh, go get your tickets for Flying Monkey Con. www.flyingmonkeycon.com uh, We're going to have a 40k major uh, big event. Should be there. Also have an Age of Sigmar GT, if that's what tickles your fancy. Uh, Friday Night Marvel Crisis Protocol, some other events for fun. And uh, I'm going to probably try and set up a swap meet. So if people want to bring bits and models and swap Friday night, we'll get some tables set up for that. And the second bit of business, uh, go see and visit Ben Spears at Snarky Sayings. Uh, if you go use Ben Spears' store for Snarky Sayings, get your game aids, your objective markers, your terrain, your blah, blah, blah. Use the code FLYING10 and get 10% off of your order. And the last one is Misty Mountain Gaming Dice. Misty Mountain Gaming Dice, use the code FLYING15. And uh, get 15% off all your dice and RPG needs. They have some nice books, miniatures, dice, etc., etc. So uh, support Misty Mountain Gaming. Also supports the podcast. They give us a cut, hit, hand. So uh, anything you do there helps support us. This episode, Dan and I basically talk about our uh, our experience at Perils. Uh, we ramble a little bit about some tenth stuff we've seen that we like. And then we cut out. Uh, it's me, Scott, Dan, and Dilly comes in late. So... Hope you guys enjoy the episode. I know I owe you guys a drawing for March, and uh, let me get that together soon and get it done. It's been pretty hectic on my end, so I apologize on the delay, but it will and shall happen. Here we go. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where four gaming was easy to be your mom. It is April 6th, 2023, and uh, fresh off apparels, and uh, my boy Scott working for the weekend, but still here to talk today. Uh, Scotty Sasser, what's happening? Thanks so much, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Good, good. And then uh, off of another goddamn GT win. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> Dan the Destroyer Salmons. What's happening, Dan? I was just tired of working all week. Yeah, right, uh, congrats on another GT win, man. Good job. So yeah, the Desolation Marines a little strong. Mm. At least this one you had to actually play yes. the fucking missions, huh? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so we're gonna talk about our uh, we'll talk about perils and our games of perils. And uh, Scott can ask any questions and feel free to get filled in. Wish you would have been there that weekend. Oh, me too. Uh, we, we did see Dilly. Dilly popped in for a, a hot minute and bounced out. Uh, but it was a good weekend. And Jenny, uh, Jenny Merton, hat tip to her. Uh, she ran a tight ship, ran a good event, and uh, kept everything pretty organized and going. Uh, listened to feedback from the players, took a, took adjustments when she needed to take adjustments, and ran a hell of an event. So, nice. Um, nice. yeah, so good good job, Jenny. And I uh, hope she uh, she keeps up the T-Own because of the, she did a good job. So. I, it was good. Um, the, the geekery's got a dope setup, man. It's uh, you've been yeah. in there, yeah. They, uh, plenty of tables, plenty of space. Um, I didn't feel really crowded at any time, and uh, there was room to move. Uh, several ways to get in and out. Enough restrooms, enough facilities. And, um, one day I ate lunch there because they served pizza. So. Oh, that's good. That's I like when they when you have a little option for a meal in house. Yeah. And uh, last couple tournaments I've been, well, at New Year's knockout, I did the same thing. I ate lunch there one day, you know, because like, like I said, you buy food in the store, it supports the store too. So, yeah. Give them give them a little bit of money because I didn't buy any models. So, but. Dan, what do yeah, you think I, of it? Oh, it's, it's really good. I think their train, their train setup is, uh, I think it's probably one of the better ones. I think it's, it's heavy, but the way they have the ruins with like only one of them first floor block, the two of them are open. <laughs> So there's a lot of places it's it's a pretty dense table that you end up with, but uh, it doesn't feel like it's too skewed to melee because you can still get angles if you touch certain buildings. So, Do they have any that. really abusable pieces? 
on any tables? No, they didn't have any of the big boxes like Holton had. So, okay. but no, the, I think the venue is really good. I would happily go there again. So, yeah, but plenty of space for, to play. For player place terrain, they had like a good a good set of terrain. Yep, and uh, I'm about tired of player place terrain for some reason, but it's <laughs> it's, it's still good. It was good stuff. It was good terrain. Let me just uh, stumble up to the table and just part, start putting my models down. That's all I need to yeah. do. That's so what I want to do. Just have Scott give me a, a fucking whiskey and, and throw my models on the table and roll dice. Uh, it was uh, the field was pretty good too. There was some there were some hitters there, and uh, you know it was kind of I had a really good day one. You know I played. Yeah, uh, you did. I did. Uh, went three and zero, and then day two, you know I figured out what the problem was. Day two, I didn't wear my cowboy hat. So mm-hmm. I, I'm undefeated in the cowboy hat. That's that's what the problem was. <laughs> you ruined your team theme. <laughs> I know, man. I should have had that cowboy hat on for day two. Uh, let me go pull up my games. And uh, I don't know if Dan's got anything else to add about his games. Well, well before you can go before I will. Yeah. Uh, so game one, I'm putting against Chaos Knight player. Uh, this I had another weekend where I think I went second um, four of my five games. And I went second in every single game. I took Oaths in. In the game, I didn't take oaths. I went first in, so that was kind of nice. Uh, but this is one of those that he he went first as Chaos Knights, and he tried to basically just wait a turn to force me to come out, um, which I kind of did a little bit, but because of oaths and everything, I was able to have the Reaver Lieutenant sitting on the middle objective, where it was basically if he if he if he didn't if he towed on the edge, he could see out of six inches of me. But if he was on it anymore, uh, I could do the fear stratagem. With and make it the six inch aura with the relic, and so I was able yeah. to turn off his obsec. So I was able just to lock down and like my first Vangor launcher, the master crafted guy shot at a, a knight indirectly and did nine damage. Ooh. So <laughs> it, uh, and then whenever it, any, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And then whenever any knights popped out, they just got lit up by the super crack. So yeah, uh, so I ended up walking away with that one. Uh, game two, I put against Calvin's World Eaters. So this one I was a little sketchy on. I'm really happy he went first because I don't, I don't think he would have got too aggressive. He had the right game plan in mind because uh, he mainly took defensive secondaries. And my secondaries into him aren't super great. So like I took I took uh, Codex Warfare, Thin, and then behind enemy line. So I, I locked myself into having to kill him. So he was playing the – he took like Rays and uh, some World Leader ones that just score free points. Um, yeah. But his so he had a, he had the right game plan in mind I think, um, but he just overloaded. He left one flank a little too lightly defended, and so I pushed that flank super hard and basically wiped that flank. He was able to get behind him and then at that point just kill everything. Uh, where if he would have had, you know, maybe his terminators or something over there, so it was a little harder for me to actually get behind him because I didn't start scoring like behind enemy lines until turn three, and I wasn't starting to rack up, you know, a lot of. Uh, uh, kills from codex and the other thing until turn three as well so um so that was game two i ended up winning that one and then game three i played against uh was rob was rob see the sisters player like it's whatever he's got the podcast he's the sister act podcast guy oh yeah uh, really nice rob. dude he had a really dude rob's yeah, awesome man he had that yeah really nice dude he had a super i thought he had the best painted army there uh, it was like a tron theme scott yeah. Like, like, a, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah like legit. Twelve mortifiers, twelve painted engines. Like, and they were <laughs> they were all painted really, really good. So, uh, like, it had the Tron, the Tron neon, everything. Yeah, man, it was. I posted it was a solid. pick in the chat. I can recently yeah. one, but uh, yeah. yeah, that one was that one. I went second on, so he had to move forward, and then I then I uh, <laughs> his list didn't have a lot of opsec, and so I basically kept stealing stealing uh, objectives. Uh, keeping them down to four primary, and then whenever those penitent engines, like they're pretty tough, they're kind of annoying to kill. But when they're getting hit with super crack, like super crack, just yeah. just just messes them up. And he, he didn't have much infantry either. So like turn one, all my indirect was picking up a lot of his infantry. Like I sent Vanguard vets in to pick up some infantry. So I just I just kind of killed his ability to score points. And without that, without the opsec, it was kind of rough on him. Um, so that was my day one, and then uh, well, you know, I'll do my day one. Then you yeah, can you do day one. Yeah. You can end day two since you're the champ, fucker. So <laughs> <laughs> my day one, I played a guy named Derek, uh, round one, and uh, he was a dope dude, man. I guess that was his first two day event, 
and uh, he was running the Death Guard. And like, uh, do Death Guard's still pretty tough to kill, man. They still got some yeah. good rules, and uh, you know, he he was kind of cool dude, man. He you know just he said he was really excited to just show off those painted models, and they were all painted really cool. So you know, it was a it was a good looking army, and it was cool. Did to he see go the guy. original paint scheme kind of, or did he pick something unique? It was pretty much the original paint scheme, but yeah, you know, it was uh, all the all the all the guts and stuff were painted and looked good and. Yeah, it was a. Uh, he basically spammed uh, plague uh, plague marines and dude, plague marines are pretty damn good, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, dude. Pretty, pretty damn good. So, but we had a fun game, and I, I wound up pulling the W on it, and uh, that was my game one. And then this is when I started my my stretch of being the Iron Hand Slayer because apparently I was bound to play Iron Hands for the rest of the damn day. So, I, how many Iron Hands were there, Dan? Mm. Four, six, or seven, I think. At least, yeah. uh, at least four or five. At least four or five. Yeah. So Good then enough. the next one, next one was pretty tough. I played uh, Sean McNamara, and he was playing Iron Hands, and he had the Desolators. And man, I was getting my ass blown off the board, uh, but I managed to pull it off. I just, <laughs> I just managed to get into killing stuff and. Got to kill the right things and got to ignore the right things, but I scored well enough that I still got to pull off the game. So, and uh, Sean was a, a pretty nice dude. Uh, we had a good game, and I did not want to play that list again. <laughs> so, and then uh, round three, I played another Iron Hands list and a guy named Jacob, and it was a lot like Crapco's list. You know, it had the uh, the Volkite Dreadnought character. Uh, you know, it's too good. You have gladiuses. to take that guy. Yeah, and for some reason, like that that deployment, um, I got to place first piece of train. So I did the whole like give myself a place in the middle to to hide out, and basically I just kept running stuff out of the middle at stuff. And by turn three, like I'd killed all the dreadnoughts except for the Kim Tempter, and I got both the gladiuses. So he was just kind of fucked. So. We uh, we called it, and it was a good game. And uh, he's a cool dude. I'd play him again. So like so far, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm three for three as far as like having good fun opponents. So yeah. and nice. then like nice. yeah, day one finished at three and zero. I was feeling pretty good about myself, and and then I was ready for the fall on day two. So. <laughs> what uh, what what did you guys do for dinner? What was uh, the dinner oh, plans that night? We went to. Oh. We had yeah, we got me, a big me, group me, of us, like what bird box. sixteen people, like blind box yeah. barbecue. Or blind it's box, just like yeah. two it's probably a mile uh west of the venue. So we nice. all we all went there and sat outside and and ordered a bunch of food. Yeah. I ordered Ooh. double corn. Double corn. <laughs> so Dan, Dan was the street corn man. Yeah, they got some like street corn stuff that's got like spicy mayo and Cheese. I don't know what's on it, but it's good as hell. So I had two of them. And, yes. uh, got, is it like a elote or whatever it is, I think, or something like that? Like some Mexican corn? Yeah. Real corn? Yeah. It's really good. So fucking Husser was eating supper with us, and uh, Husser comes over around the table, and he's standing next to me, and I'm like, why is this motherfucker hanging out, man? I ordered these. I ordered nachos, thinking like I was going to play the nachos with some you know barbecue on it. They brought out this goddamn like party platter thing for it, so I was telling everybody to eat the nachos. And Husser comes over and like he's standing there, he's like, "Hey, bam, did you see that?" And I turn around and look, and he's fucking shoveling nachos <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> and so he, he goes back to sit down later, and they brought my food out. And I was like, "Hey, take my fucking nachos, Jeff." And he's like, "You read my mind." And so uh, yeah, but the food was fucking awesome. It was really good. It was yeah. it was like. I don't know. Barbecue is always expensive, but it yeah. was like average barbecue prices for like a little bit better barbecue. It was it was really good quality stuff. So yeah, nice place sit, sitting outside. I mean, that's that, that that's good atmosphere for sure, dude. So yeah, oh, we sixteen had, fucking people. Oh yeah, we had a party. The Wichita people. Well, we had some of the Iowa people. We had yep. me and Sean from Omaha. That a bunch of the Warhammer Anonymous people as well. So yeah, it was a good time. So it was like like five or six teams out there just chilling and eating together. Yeah. So it was nice. Cool. I uh, like that. That's what I like about GTs, man. I like moments like that, you know. Like yeah. I remember, I remember what Bug Eater last year. Like Dan was getting a little tipsy when we were talking orcs rumor, or year before last, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We were all talking orc rumors. Like Dan was <laughs> drunk, and 
we were having a good time, man. Like I, I just like moments like that at the GT, and that's why I like having. You know, I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but I told Dan like that's why I like having three games on day one instead of four because like you can go out and socialize, have a little bit of time yeah. after the event, and hang out and show with your buddies. Oh, well, we're not doing that for bug eater. Yeah, but day two. Well, day two, I'll do my day two, and then uh, since Dan finished it and won it, I'll let him finish his day two. Uh, so game Spoiler. four. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody <laughs> fucking knows. Um, so day two, I got matched up with uh with Brock. Uh, is Brock out of Kansas City? Brock uh, Bowman. I think so. I think so. I've seen I've seen him around at a couple of events, and like I've seen his I, face. I, I've seen I, his name in a lot of G, uh, GTs. Yeah. in Kansas City. But I've dude, he was a, a hell of a nice guy and a, a hell of a player. And, dude, we had, like, the Blood Angels versus Space Wolves match, man. It was just everything was killing everything. Like, he wound up ending the game with, like, a knight, uh, one of the baby knights, and then, like, his yeah. uh, Master of Executioners was alive. You know, and I wound up with, like, three long fangs, and uh, and now he killed my fucking Cyberwolf. So it was, like, <laughs> between the two of us, there was, like, a grand total of five models on the fucking board. and uh, But he wound up getting it from me, and he beat me by five points. Um, or no, I think it's less than that. Four points. It was 86 to 82. So it was super close game, but he got to go first on me and man, like, uh, I swear to God, anybody needed to stick a nine inch charge on me, stuck a nine inch charge on me. Oh, that feels and good. That feels good. Yeah. <laughs> he, he put world use in my ass, turned round one <laughs> and, and it was like from there, I was kind of on my back heels, you know, trying to figure out how to counter what he did. And uh, I almost got there, but he had some exceptional roles too. Like one time, there was a lot of sixes. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like he had, I think, six fill no pains to make, and he made them all. And I was like, Oof. come on, man. Like, what do you even do to that? You know, just sit there and shake your head. And, uh, but he was a good play, sport. Play both- guard. Yeah. And so they don't get fill no pains. And uh, we both talked a little shit. We both had a lot of laughs. And uh, uh, I'd play that dude again any day, man. He was he was a fucking ball. And uh, but he got me, got me by four points. So I was thinking I was still sitting in not a bad place because I was three and one, and my only loss was by four points. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm still scoring decent. So I was thinking like I still had a podium within range going into round five, and then round five. I had a miserable fucking game and uh, I'm not going to like hammer on this dude cause he did apologize, but it was, it was a bad experience. It was a bad time to play. And uh, like he was, you know, I guess angle shooting might be the word for it. I don't know if angle shooting is or, but you know, if you're going to have standards, like have standards on both sides of the table, don't have them on just your, just the other guys, but not your own, you know, don't, uh, you know, it just a lot of stuff seemed to be subjective with him, and it was fucking annoying. And uh, some stuff was very non-sportsmanship-like that he did, and I didn't appreciate it. And, you know, I, I made sure to say something to him and, and talk to him about it. And uh, we wound up with the judge at the table at some point. But at wound up the game at 93-93 to 93 tie, and uh, he went to go talk some shit on the Internet about me and uh, didn't realize that he was still at the table with me when he went to talk some shit on the Internet and someone sent it to me. So I called him on it, and I did call him a bad word and told him I'm right there and told him he could say it to my face. And he, uh, <laughs> I don't think he appreciated that, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I told him I hoped I didn't see him in a tournament again. I didn't want to play him again. And uh, he said he felt the same way. So that's kind of how we parted ways. And then later the dude came back and apologized. So um i've heard from some other folks that he's had a lot of problems at a lot of different tournaments so nobody was surprised by hearing it and uh but i will give him some credit dan dan talked earlier and made a point that at least he had the ball sack to apologize so yeah that's 100 that's more than i've gotten out of the other pecker head so you know I, I told him that you know all is well and it's squashed so all is well and it's squashed but to get the tie definitely took me out of podium and to tie with like a 93 fucking sucks, man. <laughs> it just like you, you score that much. You want to, you, you hope you get a win, but I did not. So 
I went up three one and one. And uh, I should have my cowboy hat on. I think if I had my cowboy hat on day two, I'd have, I'd have got those other two games. But you'd, we'll you'd have pulled through. What was the uh, what was the MVP for your uh, list the week this weekend? I'll tell you what the dud was. I'm the opposite of Dan. The dud was the goddamn desolators. So he didn't believe. <laughs> he didn't believe, and, bro. Every <laughs> yeah, every motherfucking game, people were like, "Where are your desolators at?" Okay, and it was like, "I'm gonna try and kill the desolators." World Eaters player, guess what he went at. Desolators. Desolators. Iron yeah. Hands players, guess what they were at? Desolators. Why? why? How, are they get, how are they getting them? They should be the behind the wall. So I had the goddamn They're Desolators. They're going way out of position, Dan. Just throwing like 300 <laughs> points to kill this. <laughs> there, there was there was a lot of eight bound thrown at them, so it wasn't like it was cheap yeah. to get them off the board. <laughs> but I had them almost against the backboard edge behind a ruin. And like somehow still wound up with eight bound in their booty, so it was. And I'm sure Bam was like, "Oh, you want extra movement? Okay, I'll shoot that unit with something." <laughs> yeah. Ah, so, like, oh, shit! I fucked. And dude, up, every and every time I played fucking World Eaters, it seems like they've gone first on me. So it's <laughs> like, you know, I got Lord Avocado up your behind, you know, and then the other fucking units with them. So, and that that list is faster than people think too, because then they're you know the he gives them plus two movement and. So you got berserkers, everything coming in hot, but I, I didn't have a game where the desolators lived very long. The the second player that I played against Iron Hands, the desolators survived that game, but they didn't really kill shit because every time yeah. I, I I hit I tried to hit with them, they rolled shitty. So I'm not sure the answer is a unit of five. I think if I ran them again, I'd do a bigger size unit, but they're so expensive. I'm not sure where I want to sacrifice the points elsewhere. I'm not sure I need two long fang squads and desolators. Um, so that might be that might be what I kind of change if I want to go maybe beef up the size of the Desolator squad and uh, bring a Libby or something and drop some uh, drop some long things because I did um, I did absolutely miss having a librarian <laughs> you know because the librarian was a source of fight last or no Overwatch yeah. and playing Iron Hands twice with their with their better Overwatch. You know, I, I had to avoid some charges or go Kool-Aid man through some walls to kind of not get the shit out of shot shot out of me with my with my charges. So, um, so the Desos were the duds. Yeah. You don't have an MVP. You don't have nothing that was that was an MVP. All-star. Probably was the the bike captain with rights of war and hunter because yeah. that dude. I would go charge him into stuff sometimes and like scruffy shit like like little little units that were sitting on objectives hiding somewhere like for instance the one oh mission three we had the there was the five objectives and then we had a diagonal deployment i can't remember which mission it was dennis christ salvage or yeah but he had a small unit on one of the objectives behind a ruin and i just wheeled that captain over there and he killed most of what was on there and then sat there with obsec you know and scored me hold more for like two turns and then there's a couple times I'd charge him into something he couldn't kill, like a, you know, vehicle or whatever. And uh, if they did, you know, and then he'd fall back and charge something else the next turn because he had fall back and charge. Yeah. And then you know him just being obsec and having the ability to fall back and charge or advance and charge, um, he was just kind of disruptive. <laughs> and so, you know, he he did a lot of work that way. I really liked him. He was probably the MVP as far as like a regular unit. Um. Just the general purpose of the Wolf Guard was good because Wolf Guard could drop in from deep strike, you know, hit stuff with five melt shots, you know, and then being the jumps, jump packs, they could get around the board, you know, having yeah. the ability to go karate stuff. If they need karate stuff. Um, they were probably my favorite unit as far as, uh, as getting play on the tabletop. Um, Wolf and kill shit, but they just die so easy. And, and they really have like <laughs> they, one, one purpose. So they, they do their thing or they don't, and then they die. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And everybody, and after the Desolators, of course, the next thing everybody wants to kill is Wolfen. So it's like, it's like yeah. you lose the Desolators and then you lose your Wolfen. And then uh, you're just basically playing with whatever Sky Claws and Wolf Guards you got left. And um, yeah, but you're like, you forgot the 30 other Meltas over here, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So, but that's what's funny too. And that's what, that's what it is. Like, even if, even if somebody went after the Melta, you know, you got to leave the wolf alone to do that. So then that gets really punishing. Yeah. So it's uh, it was fun. I like my list. Um, like I said, I don't like the fact, I think I do have too much shooting and, uh, and the heavy 
heavy department, so I I don't know what what size of uh, distillery do you think I should take for them, Dan? Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you should take zero or ten. Depends if they if they, if they get untouched. You know, the one guy in UK was running eight, so maybe you run a couple more to make it a little more worthwhile. But you know, yeah. I mean, I would abuse keen senses and shit like that. Well, it makes it easier to abuse keen senses, too, if I have less heavy weapons also. so Plus, you can deep strike them or outflank them or whatever. Yeah, that might be the play. Uh, But that was my day, too. And uh, I didn't win shit. Um, Well, I did. I got a door prize. And uh, like I said, we had a a good time. I got time with buddies. And uh, I had my, uh, my English brother from another mother, Alan, with me. And uh, he got a little saucy Saturday night when we were, we were drinking the barbecue. So <laughs> we were eating the barbecue. So he was, I think he was staining himself off of uh, off of booze for calories that night. So he ended up ordering he, a little food. He what? He ended up ordering a little bit of food. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, but uh, we had a lot of fun. I like I like hitting tournaments with that dude because he's a hoot, man. So yeah. But uh, Neely did pretty good. Neely wound up four and one with orcs. I which, saw that, uh, which was cool. And uh, that was uh, really the only three monkeys that made it up for that one. So, but overall, like I said, I was good to see Dan and uh, good to see a lot of the KC people. So I had a good event. So I guess on to Dan's day two, man. Yeah. So my day two, uh, round four, I played against Ted. Uh, he was Williamson. Running, yeah, Williamson. He was running Necrons, and you I remember like that Corey Corey list boy. He was running that Corey list, and I was like looking. I was like, man, how is he undefeated? And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, how's Corey when he goes? To I know. Well, I went and looked, and he plays, he's playing all obsec Necrons, and he played against two goth orcs and a, and a world leader's like two berserks. So oh, yeah, he, yeah. he played against no obsec, and he was running all obsec. So it definitely made sense. Um, but that was this game was pretty brutal. He went first, uh, killed a few, you know, inconsequential things. And then I started smoking that super crack up his up his butt, <laughs> and the super crack was was too. I think the Tesseract Vault died turn one half. And the Silent King, his veneers died, and he took a couple wounds. The Ghost Arc died turn one. Some bikes died turn one. Some scarabs died turn one. Because in in that matchup, you can really expose them to use the super crack the whole game, right? Because it's like you have twenty four inch range, or they have twenty four inch range. You have forty eight. So fuck it, whatever. Yeah. After I, I I think I exposed a couple turn one just to get all all the shots on, but then like after that, I was just they were just out in the open, moving around in range. So yeah, and they were just lighting up scarabs behind walls and stuff like that. So it was it was a pretty pretty brutal matchup just because there's the test track vault is good if it doesn't get shot and die in one turn so and it is two, get shot and die in one turn yeah it died turn one and to his oh. credit to oh. his credit he did not roll good saves which made it even worse i think i had enough firepower that thing was gonna die no matter what basically well he but, scored uh, a lot of points for fucking uh yeah, well, it was, I think turn one. It was priority targets, so oh, sure. So yeah, that's sure. where I was. I was kind of one of those like you could just sleep on priority targets and and get a and get a forty five primary, which is yeah, what, like a seventy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was it was. I I pretty much was in control of that entire game, but like he uh, he fought for every point he got and he got them all. Like the hex mark popped up and got him behind enemy lines. The deceiver. Just because I can't kill it very well, it, it got it some behind enemy lines, stuff like that. So, sure. But uh, but no, it was a good game. Uh, and then the final round was against against McCord's uh guard, and this was on scouring. And this one's a weird one. I got train drop. Um, but we he kind of called it before before the thing. He was like, "This is like a hundred and eighty-eight game," as what he said it was going to be. And uh, just because. He's got the indirect. He's got the casterkins, but uh, I deployed. Basically, I spent quite a lot of time on deployment, just making sure that all my desolators were hidden from any any options of him shooting him turn yeah. one uh, yeah. without mortars. So basically, I, he made it so he had very few angles turn one to do anything, even with teleporting casterkin. So uh, he ended up going first, and his teleporting casterkin teleported, and they could see a vanguard vet squad. So no, could, couldn't hide everything, but he killed them real easy. Uh, and then he had a three-man scout sentinels that were were deployed in the middle. They got buffed. They went in. And they 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 did a handful of wounds to my a desolator squad. And I don't I don't remember exactly, but I cranked. I popped the field of pain pain strat, and I 
cranked some crazy feel no pains. Like I easily, <laughs> I, I think, I think I should have lost like three desolators. I think I lost one. Oh, like, it was, I a hundred percent. I remember that. And then, uh, then he, he started shooting at him, uh, with all of his mortars. And, uh, so he, he got around my field of pain that way. Cause he had the finial near him. So he ended up, he ended up picking up, I think he killed a total of three desolators, uh, turn one, uh, a Vanguard vet squad. He killed a couple of devastators. I think he killed my Landspeeder storm and like three scouts tripped and broke their ankles and they got out. Um, but then I failed the leisure check on the one desolator squad. So the last desolator ran away and the, the sergeant stayed. Yeah. Uh, so then my turn. And uh, that guy was just a fucking MVP for the rest of the game, probably. So that guy, he then proceeded on my turn one. He went and he shot by himself. He shot a mortar squad, killed it. Uh, basically, every sergeant, every desolator sergeant shot a mortar squad by themselves, and each one of them killed it by themselves. And, and they were behind dense cover to make it worse. Uh, and then I killed his Kastrikin turn one. I super cracked his sentinels that were in my lines, you know, put up my banners and stuff like that. So we kind of were, we were borderline at a stalemate on turn one, except yeah. the difference being that I was on the center objective. And it was one of those, like he, he said, he set it up to give himself an opportunity, but he needed like a, I don't remember, like either a four five or six, he needed a good advance roll on a, uh, on a Dorn to be able to get far enough to then get past the wall of the building to shoot uh, my infiltrators on the center objective. Uh, yeah. But the turn he, he, the one turn he was set up for it, he failed, just didn't roll high enough advances. So he couldn't get to it. So then oh. he kind of moved, he moved the, the door up kind of like he moved it up to the side of the board, basically to like set himself up to try to get next turn. Uh, but then that's when I had the Vanguard vet uh, jump out. The base of the Vanguard, uh, five man Vanguard vets went out, suicide charged the Dorn. And just to basically pin him, pin him, pin, pin him in place. So he yeah. uh, he killed like two on Overwatch, I think. But then the problem with the Dorns, the big downside of the Dorns is they their guns shooting into combat to break them out of combat suck ass. So he was never able to actually like. I think he killed two in Overwatch. I think the next turn he killed like one with all of his guns shooting into melee. And so there were still like dudes pinning pinning his tank there for like two or three more turns afterwards. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. So and then all of his infantry were just getting slaughtered by the uh, Desolation Marines. So he kind of had to. It was kind of hard. It was one of those he could have tried to push, but I think it was a low chance of actually getting enough accomplished to flip the game. So he made he made the safer play and just shored up his objectives and sat there and basically gave me the opportunity if I wanted to push to try to hurt him, then it puts me at risk. Uh, so he kind of just, we kind of both just chilled and he took a, he think he, I think he said it was going to be like a 100 to 88. I think it was like 99 to 87. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Desolation Marines are, That's silly. they're expensive, but man, they are a little silly. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's just, in my opinion, when you have a unit that gets to do the, their thing for five turns in a row, it's just so silly. Yeah, well, and they're the fact the sergeants hit on t like even indirectly they're hitting on twos, and even after everything, it's still AP one and it's damage two, strength six. It it wasn't it was nothing for me to to have them in a nine inch lieutenant aura as well, at least two of the squads to get reroll ones to wound. So like, it's they're they're expensive, but if you get the value out of them, it's they're they're a problem. So yeah, and, and I, I can honestly say so like. My Dark Angel list, I honestly think my Dark Angel list was probably more interactive than the Iron Hands list I played. It's because it my the Dark Angel list at least is having to go out to shoot things or fight a lot more in combat. Uh like against Kyle, for example, like I just basically chilled behind a wall, sent a few sacrificial units out to keep him pinned back yep. and just and just murdered most of his scoring capabilities from safety. So it was uh it was pretty you know, it was a very uninteractive list. I mean, I really, I hope, because we're back and we're back into an arms race. I think of indirect. So like, it's it's it's. I think it started from Casterkins and mortars because those are the Casterkins and stuff and mortars are so skewed that they just wreck certain armies. You know, and so people were already looking for answers, and Reigns didn't have an answer until the Desolation Marine came out, and all of a sudden they have an answer. I mean, Eldar players were skewing. I was writing Eldar lists with like night spinners in there. 
to try to have an answer to kill mortars or to pick up some Kazakhan to try to limit that effectiveness. So people were <laughs> people are already like skew are in like an arms race and now. Like guard players are looking at taking uh, Earthshaker carriage batteries and stuff because yep. those are better at killing Desolation Marines. And now it's just you know we're just in an arms race of indirect again. So I really hope GW like I think it should be in the game, but I you know shooting indirectly you know shooting at something you can't see should not be reliable so they should just make it like if it was me i would just say all indirect hits on a five up no rerolls period done can't be modified nothing changes it's just five up no rerolls on every every indirect gun in the game i'm down with that if it's shooting indirectly so i think i think that would uh, you know you could still take some if you wanted to to have the option but it's it's not super reliable you know and and therefore, it's probably not going to be. You're not going to. You're not going to see, you know, that many desolators or any of that shit, or, or, you know, people running triple earthshaker carriage batteries and mortars and all the other junk. So, yeah, I think it would go. I think it would go a long way to keeping in the game, but making it. It's one of those like things, like like a good, what I always like my opinion of like knights and stuff, because they're so skew. I don't think knights should ever be like top tier. Like I always feel like knights should be kind of like where they are now. Like they're strong, but they're not. They're not like they're kind of a gatekeeper army, but kind of not the gatekeeper army. I think. Um, so they, I think, yeah, that's kind of where you want indirect. Like it's, it's something there, but it's it's a little overpriced or a little overpriced for what it does. I think is where you want indirect to be. You know. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't. I think GW's fully aware that we got another problem on our hand, but I don't know that they're going to, I don't know that they're going to attempt to fix it. So. Well, either way, congrats on the win. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, he's here. What's up, Sean? Dilly dilly, dilly, what's happening? Not much. Just out of practice. (laughs) Rip some heads off. Uh, that was nice. That's, you know, teammates. You don't want to hurt your teammates too much. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, she's a little aggression. Yeah, a little bit. Well, know who's boss. Uh-huh. They already know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what do you guys think of the, the 10th information so far? Where are you guys sitting at on that? Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Overall positive. Yeah. Um, I think I'm happy that it looks like things are maybe a little more survivable slash less killy. Yeah, and just things that you great. also imagine to be tough with T5 Terminators is kind of cool. Yeah. You imagine Terminators already being T5, even in, in, in the meta right now, they should be. Right. Seeing that, it makes me think, okay, so does that mean all Death Card Terminators and stuff is going to go up to T6? Does that you mean... can only hope, right? You can only yeah. hope. Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like what I've seen so far. I... I do think we had a, an AP and damage arms race with a lot of stuff that has made the extra wounds not even fucking matter. Yeah. So. Well, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? It's like, now everything's two wounds. And it's like, yeah, it was like well, now it's two damage. But I did like, uh, I like Terminators being T5. You know, you think if, uh, if an orc and a wife beater can be T5, you know, Terminator and ceramite power armor should be able to. Should be able oh, to don't get technical on me, Bam. <laughs> My apologies, Scott. My apologies. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the first first couple uh, little bits of information is all pretty positive. There's still a lot of unknown for me, too. It's like, how's psychic going to work? You know, how. I mean, I know how it's supposed to work, but. Am I losing half my psychic powers? Am I going to select from, you know, a random one on my character sheet? Anything that fucks Eldar, I'm all for it. Right? <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But, yeah, yeah I, think I, like, I think it's going to be good. I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to it. People on the internet are dumb, that's for sure. They're, yeah. they're commenting on on Nathan's uh, Show Me Showdown post that like we're expecting to use, you know, tenth edition, and someone's like, "I can't even find the dates." I was like, "It's right on the homepage, right? <laughs> like, it's like right in the middle." I'm like, "How do you miss it?" Like, 
I've had the same thing going on this week with Monkey. Yeah. People ask me, well, where do I get tickets? It's like, do you go to the website? <laughs> right. Uh, no. Go to find it. Man, are you going to the GW team so event? True. I am. Who are you playing with? No, your business. You don't want to play no, with me. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You, you know don't want to play I'm with me. With. Huh? You know who I'm playing with? Yeah, I'm Advanced Warfare. Nice. So. Um. What do you think about them uh, previewing? Is, they said they're going to preview 10th at the GW t- teams, right? It's going to be, where I know everything they're going to do before that because they're doing yeah. it a month ahead of time. At the they're going to do it at April. End of yeah. April. The KC. <laughs> or not KC at uh, Warhammer Fest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably even know before then, hopefully. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, I'm looking forward. It's gonna, I'm kind of I'm excited for the teams thing. Excited for tenth. I'm still enjoying ninth, man. Like I, I wish the problems would get fixed. It, like where's the data slate? God damn it! Like next week. Yeah, next yeah. week. Literally, I think they said in their one of their most recent work composts that there is going to be after Depticon and after Easter. So I didn't see anything about Easter. I definitely saw Depticon, but yeah, that's what everybody's talking about after Easter. After Easter, so yeah, it doesn't. That. It, it shouldn't even do that. Like, it doesn't take that long to figure out what the fucking problems are. So, <laughs> like Dan, Dan said, let me write a PDF on the toilet in five minutes. Dan will yeah. fix the game. Dan, you're one of the problems. That's what they're, they're trying to figure out how to eliminate you. That's why I'm 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 just I don't want to play Iron Hands and Dark Angels. <laughs> oh, stop, stop, <laughs> stop! I just want to make sure they get nerfed. So, yeah, uh, that's why you play those farming. Is this this what you'll be doing when Jesus comes back? Lying about Warhammer yeah. 40k? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took one for the team, you know? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Oh, man. You yeah, winning. Wearing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, I want Tent to be here because I'm hoping Votan unfucked. So you can or you can just man up and play the army you want to play. You want to play Votan now? Just do I want to have Votan with more than 30 models. So You can't have that right then. Well, then that's what I want. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. use those uh, Imperial Navy, Navy breachers. That'll at least get you 10 models. <laughs> you can get 40. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like Wotan's still putting on some placings or something like that. Dude, uh, Adepticon, that was Planet Bowling Ball. Well, yeah, I'm, not talk- I'm not fucking Adepticon. Once they get, you know, terrain, it can be considered a tournament. I don't know how people lose to Wotan, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't know how they lose to Votan? Well, I do, but you shouldn't ever lose to Votan. So, so think suck. about it. I actually thought about this for the Adepticon terrain. Votan's actually pretty good. Super small footprint. Still actually pretty killy if they if they get line of sight and, and can pick and choose their targets, right? Which, if your opponent can't abuse the terrain like you can, since half your models can fall, or all your models can hide behind one of their terrain pieces... Still pretty good, right? Small footprint is pretty decent on that train. Yeah, it's. I it's, thought about that. Their secondaries, though, like their secondaries are so bad. So true. But whatever. I just yeah. I, I I hope they are have they nerf the grudge tokens a little bit and uh, so you can actually have a few more models come tenth. Have they talked about uh, like? any kind of competitive play for 10th edition yet because I kind of want them to like balance out secondaries again. They really need to go back to where everybody had access to the same one so they can get one random one or something like that. I don't think they've said anything official on on that yet, but I'm sure it's going to be like it is now. There'll be a a GT pack, so... What if they're going to make their 40 bucks every six months? Uh, I mean, if you're not having to buy codexes, though, that's fine. So. I think you'll still have to buy the codex. It's just the index at first, right? Well, look, no, the rules for the codex aren't are going to be online or whatever. The, the data sheets. So the way they describe it, you don't need the co- you don't need to buy the codex unless it's for lore, unless you like to have it. So hmm. excuse me. I'm assembling Ooh. a Grimnia. Nice. I was actually building this Votan. Look at him. Uh, I'm just I'm going on a building spree right now. And I'm just going to be building a lot of random stuff. That way, once, you know, build a bunch of stuff, and then start painting things. That way, because 
the rumor has it, what, uh, end of June, probably for a 10th release. So that doesn't give me a lot of time to get whatever uh, painted for show me that I need to run. Because I'll be, I'll be chasing whatever the meta is hardest for Buck. <laughs> I just built a Land Raider Banisher for Grey Knights. A what? A Land Raider Banisher. Oh, yeah, make, stop making up things. That's uh-huh, not, dude. <laughs> Got a side cannon and shit. It's cool. Is yeah, this a Forge World or? Yeah, it's Forge World. Okay. Never even heard of that shit. Yeah, I know. So you can stick with the sticking with the Green Knights for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm actually having a lot of fun with them. You know, they're uh, they, they they compete in all three phases and and, and playing you know just just fast attack and heavy support is fun. You know, so. And, and 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 I can play them drunk. I found so <laughs> any army that I can play hammered is a is an army that I find enjoyable. Yeah, I wanna. I do wanna. I want the Vot- Votan to be cool. I want to play them. I, I was. I got a game, a practice game in this week with them, and just the models. Like I just really like yeah. the models, and I'm just like, man, why can't these bastards be a little bit better? So, but Pretty I'll sure. try. I might try and get some RTTs in with them between now and 10th, though. Just to kind of maybe get a little bit of it out of my system. I'm going to RTT on the uh, 15th. Mind Games and Magic. Yeah, they capped it at 14 now, dude. Every time I try to sign up for one of their tournaments. They capped it at 14? They keep dropping the number of people that can sign up. I swear, every single time I look. It's supposed you to be 20. On the, on the, on the 15th? It, was tw- it started yeah, off at in, 24. In the- then it dropped to twenty. I think. Then it dropped to sixteen. Now it's at fourteen. Now at least some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got one in Wichita on the fifteenth. Lord oh, Marshall points. That. Yeah. That's a little too too far of a drive for me for just an RTT. Yeah. No But yeah. All right, guys. Well, I guess it's probably color there. Got our games well, out. Any, any change in the rankings for uh, Lord Marshall? Yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. Let me pull it up here. I mean, Forge World Columbia still representing. Dan, monkeys. Oh, monkeys are in there. Dan, where is your, where's your team at, huh? Hey, trainers. Dan is, uh, is, trainers you, back. You, you have trainers one more back. GT to win. Cookie needs to start winning some GTs. Scott, yeah, trainers, you know, uh, trainers back next week. So Scott just needs to keep coming to events so I can see his ass. I might. You think he's going to be good? He's got no. He's got. He's got. He's done. You know, playing playing baby seals. He's lost his touch. No, he's been playing. He, he, I'll whip him into shape. He's uh. <laughs> he's gonna try to chase the meta, but he's not gonna know how to play an army. It's like he did with Eldar flyers, and then <laughs> is he married or have kids or anything? Oh, he's got a kid now. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's out. He's, right. he's now. done. He's done. Number yeah. ten, Nicholas Rupel. Who? Uh, Rupel. The St. Louis guy. Rupal. Oh, nice guy. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Jason Merton. He had a bad outing with the Votan at Perils. Uh, he only had 30 models. Yeah. David Clark, number eight. Another St. guy. Kyle fucking McCord of the Rolling Sixes at number seven. Fuck that guy. Uh, Ethan bad Holt, outing at Perils. Number six. Uh, number five, my boy Howard Watts, uh, an Arkansas people. Uh, number four, another Arkansas people, Peyton Priest. Number three, good dude, Ryan Verbeck. Fuck that guy. <laughs> number two, Brent Simon. Uh, Dan Salmon says fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say num- Number one, this is uh, Dan the Destroyer Salmon's apparently, man. You're going to say it, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck, fuck that guy too. Who is that guy? <laughs> yeah. I did a bad showing up the perils. Yeah, yeah here's a rook, dude. Yeah, he's a bitch. I need a I need to have a good outing or two so I can jump back up. I'm sitting pretty low right now. So Same here. To I have like season. one fucking event, dude. I think I only have one <laughs> event or something like that. Maybe I'm at two. Yeah. I think I've only got right now, I think I'm only signed up well, I gotta sign up for them, but I think the only other events I'm doing for the whole rest of the season is a show me and then monkey. Yeah. Where am I Oops. sitting? Yeah, that's at least I'm doing show me well, hopefully I'm doing show me and monkey. That's that's all I've got left, I think. Yeah, show me, show me might be really important being a three day event. So, it's, oh uh, yeah, if it's show me fills up, it's gonna be really important. Now. Yeah, it's gonna decide the season. Yeah. But, all right, let's uh, let's go around the horn. Dilly, glad you can make it, even if it was at yeah. the finish. 
brought up Fable of Dragon a little bit. You like that guy on the hangover that shows up in the final act, you know? When, so. You got anything to add, man? Uh, well, I'm not 100% sure what was covered, but uh, Shelby showed up to get our first sale. We talked about double corn. <laughs> Say double corn? Double corn. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Say Dan, the what? Street, double corn. Dan the street corn, man. Oh, we forgot to do teams. We didn't do teams, did we? Fuck. Over teams. Team rankings. I mean, don't worry, the best team's almost gonna is almost there this year. Gateway Gamers number five, Frozen North number four, Fly Monkeys number three, Forge World number two. Yes. You guys slip it in there, and uh, Hogs of War number one. There we go. All right, Dan, do you have anything to add? Uh, no. All right, Scotty Tuati. You know what? Tell your homies you love them. Yeah, tell your homies you love them. So we'll be back next week. And uh, Sean, you got remember- anything? Oh, you already, you already said that. Yeah, I said, oh, also, www.flyingmonkeycon.com. Uh, get your Flying Monkey tickets and uh, get signed up so you can be there. It'll be the end of our season. We'd love to see you guys there. Also, uh, Misty Mountain Gaming Dice. Use code FLYING15 to get 15% off your order. Um, and Ben Spears with Snarky Sayings. Use code FLYING10 to get 10% off your order there. Hell yeah. And... Uh, I, I have another code. What's that? We got Bug Eater, Bug Eater coming up. So Ooh, we, we I already the, got the go ahead to go to that. We'll, so excited! Post the pack for that here uh, pretty shortly. So all right, I'm get tickets for Bug Eater. Uh, I don't know. Google it. I can't remember the website. Bug Eater dot org. dot org. Yeah. Why is Bug Eater like ten years behind everybody else on technology Dude, over here? That's Tim. That's Bug Tim. Eater okay. Games. That's all political websites. Yeah. BugEaterGames.com. I get viruses when I go to BugEater.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like spiky bits, but with AIDS. So. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next week. Game over, man. It's game over.